Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Well, I think we owe the Saturday workers an explanation. We didn't upload last week. And I know there were many people weeping and gnashing their teeth, Mm -hmm. putting ashes in their hair, grieving as if they've lost a loved one because they didn't have a questionable detour episode Monday. Are they grieving because like that because they're also old Jewish people? <laughs> yeah, we we cater only <laughs> to old Jewish biblical people. <laughs> <laughs> they grieve like Pharisees, okay? <laughs> We target specifically people from the early 80s. <laughs> the early 80s, yeah. If you're not one of the from the 12 tribes, <laughs> we don't want to talk to you. That's right. I, it's it's a niche market that I don't think anybody really gets into. But um, like we but, say shalom, sh- <laughs> Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Uh, I th- I would assume it means help. Uh, I have a flat tire. I don't know enough about Judaism to Shalom that. means peace, I believe. Oh, okay. What about the Shabbat peace? I think uh, Shabbat means good luck getting, and then Shabbat Shalom, so good luck getting peace. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, I know you want it, but good luck with it. Yeah, that <laughs> seems more like a threat. <laughs> but we did miss because of Thanksgiving, because we are thankful. So being that we missed because of Thanksgiving, why don't you tell everybody what you are thankful for, and maybe that will calm their spirit because we missed. I'm going to let y'all go first, but... I just want to let y'all go first because I want to hear, um, I'm assuming it's going to be something around thankful for having a good friend that opens his house to you um, every week and for a podcast maybe, uh, cleans his house, kind of just gets it ready. And uh, I'm just assuming it's going to be something revolving around that. If you didn't have any ideas already, there's one. Well, you've already said it, so you got your, you got your reward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though, Evan. I am not grateful over my rights. Mm. You know, because you they're right they're my they're my rights to be in my house. You know, <laughs> here I am. What what amendment does that fall under? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was I think it was the first thing all the founding fathers signed before they got to the Constitution. They were like, "Well, we have to sign the Declaration of Independence mm-hmm. and the Constitution first. They were like, we have a very important document that we should get to, and that's the document that everybody should be able to stay in Evan's house whenever they want. It was an extension of the you can't quarter troops, Uh but there was a little clause at the end that was except for Evan. (laughs) He can quarter troops and really quarter anybody. So to my point, I don't have to be grateful over my rights because Mm -hmm. they are, by definition, my rights. I agree with that. And honestly, I'm, I'm... just like to take this moment to say how thankful I am for our founding fathers for <laughs> making that rule. <laughs> really paving the road um, to a country of freedom. There have really been so many times that I've been just aimlessly driving around town and maybe I need to eat an apple or something. I'm yeah. like, well, man, I'm, I'm just a few minutes from Evan's house. Let's go, let's go see what he's got. <laughs> Evan doesn't have any apples because he's not, he's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> is that what you're thankful for, though? Is that what your answer is? 
It it is now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm just I'm thankful just to just to be able to drop in anytime I'm. I come now you said it. you said drop in. Is that the reason there's a hole in the ceiling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you drop in yeah. like a like an '80s rock star yeah. about to play his famous song. That's that, that's how I get in. I uh, parachute in. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a very short parachute mm-hmm. fall. It is. It has been very cold recently, so Evan has been uh, kind of subtly talking about how he doesn't like the hole in the roof. Yeah. It is pretty drafty. Yeah. And I'm Hard just, to insulate. I'm just sitting here telling him, dude, take it up with the Founding Fathers. <laughs> I There's nothing that I can do about this. I hate it here. <laughs> but okay, thankful for a- being able to drop into Evan's house. Yeah. I, I Again, I'm not thankful for that, so that's not going to be my thankful explanation. Uh I actually was able to ride public transit earlier this week, and again, it was cold. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I got to sit right next to a human being that was six hundred and fifty pounds. Wow! Jeez. And here's the thing about that: yes, he sounded like a B fifty two taking off. Mm. His <laughs> he was sucking in oxygen and expelling more carbon dioxide than the Chinese industrial empire. But boy, was he warm. And he put off heat. The human sun. (laughs) Probably had its own gravitational pull, (laughs) too. It had its gravitational pull. I was walking in freezing, an icicle, and I sat beside him. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was on a beach. And it was just as humid as a beach because he was sweating. But I want to be thankful for fat people. I thought you were going to go with being thankful for public transit there for a second. Oh. You took a turn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess thank you for... Public transit, you know, for setting me up mm-hmm. for that. I mean, yeah, definitely. What very little we have here. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why was I because I was looking for a fat person to sit next to uh, it? <laughs> it's a big circular reason here. It's kind of weird because we sort of know what you're doing most of the time. Yeah. So the fact that you were on public transit and we're just now finding out about it is kind of odd. Well, I don't like the fact that you know what I'm doing most of the time, so I really have to mix it up. Do you ever convince the fat guy to walk around with you so you could stay warm? There is nothing below a large pepperoni pizza that will get that man to walk. See, I don't see them as walkers, though. They're not walkers. They're riders because they oh, use scooters. That's There it is. Okay. Okay. You know, that also brings up a thought that I had. Like, it must be terrible to be 650 pounds, right? Like, it, you know, arteries clogged, breathing difficulties, vascular issues in the legs. But to get to 650 pounds must be one of the greatest experiences somebody can have. Eating all of that food, thousands of calories a day, that, that seems like heaven. Throwing caution to the wind. <laughs> Not a care in the world. Yeah, that's just that's what I was thinking while I was sitting next to him. Like, boy, I don't want to be him. The journey. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be with him on his journey. But there you go. Thank you for fat people. Thank you, fat people, for existing. Evan, the spirit of Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? I gotta say, I'm probably most thankful for robbery. Mm. (sighs) Okay. Um, I I would like to take that at face value. Mm -hmm. I would and just kind of move on. But I am gonna have. We're gonna have to slow it down and maybe ask you why you're Mm -hmm. thankful for robbery. I, I didn't know you were pro-robbery, so this is news to me. I didn't know I was either until... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the 30 seconds ago? <laughs> 
these past months. Um, slowly but surely, just been accumulating just small amounts of pocket change from various people. Oh, you're like uh, a pickpocket. I'm building a small empire from pennies and nickels. From people's pockets? From people's pockets. How are you doing that? Just sliding my hand in there. <laughs> so it tells me you're not Reaching very... around. So it tells me you're not very low-key about this, and it just seems like somebody trying to catch a fish in a bucket. <laughs> I never know what's going to be in there when I reach in, <laughs> but... You know what they say, everybody quits before their big win, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It's kind of what I'm aiming for is I just, one of these days I'm going to reach in there and there's going to be six quarters. Oh, okay. And I'm going to get the I jackpot. guess big win is relative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> six quarters is a big win for you? And when you've been getting nickels and pennies for, I don't know, three months, just one quarter feels like a million dollars. Okay. To me, it sounds like you really just want to buy a coat from a vending machine. <laughs> yeah. Your goal is to just get 150. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you walk up to a vending machine, you see an ice cold Coke, and then you reach in your pocket and pull them out like you're a little rascals. (laughs) You pull them out like you're bunny earing your your pocket, and then you just spin. Yeah. (laughs) You look around for somebody to to pickpocket. What's your uh, bandit name? A lot of of, of bandits have have a really clever name. I don't have a clever one, but I have Coin Man. Coin man. Okay. You just called yourself Coin Man? Now, Zach, I, I'd venture to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, that is yeah. not clever. <laughs> <laughs> it is not clever. I think it's mostly describing exactly what you are. But it does I'm it sorry, does really get the point attempt. across. That was my first my first run at the name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually, I revised it since then. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 seconds ago, yeah. Well, you know, I went for by that for the first month, and everybody was like, Coin Man. Sounds like you're a superhero. Yeah. yeah. Powered by coins. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm the vending machine. <laughs> no, I felt like Coin Man was too much. Um, mm-hmm. It's too lofty of a name for me. So I went back and yeah, I was... Yeah, it was very dramatic. Now I go by Coin Boyne. <laughs> <laughs> coin Boyne? Boyne. <laughs> coin Boyne. Coin Boyne. <laughs> I like it a lot better. You sound like a fat Chinese superhero that just kind of bounces around off of things. Or like a really bad rapper. (laughs) Featuring Coin Boing. Coin Boing. So that's where I go by now. All right. Well, Coin Boing. All right, Corn Boy. I, I just is your slogan be the change you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> they got stolen from me in a presidential campaign. Yeah, it's trademarked. Well, there you go. Just three thankful people. Welcome to Questionable Detour. Let's do a hypothetical. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. We are a little late, but being in the spirit of Thanksgiving, our hypothetical has to do with probably the most common tradition within Thanksgiving. That's going over to family, having a ton of food, being gluttonous, while there's some people in the world that don't even get a meal, and being thankful for it. So when you go over to family's houses, what do y'all do to make it a memorable Thanksgiving meal? To me, what's important, and I'm sure you could all agree, is spending time with family and the conversations you have at dinner. 
Yeah. Um, the yeah. conversations are what make it memorable. It's how you connect with your family. So I try to make the conversation memorable so that people feel like we've connected. So, of course, the best way to do that is to engage each and every person one by one in telling them about my fly swatter co- collection. You my have a fly swatter? I'm immediately curious. Extensive fly swatter collection. Yeah. Well, continue, but we're going to get to the fly swatter co- okay. collection. So, of course, I go one by one down the table, uh, making direct eye contact. Yeah. And going into excruciating detail about each and every one of my 16 fly swatters. Are you touching tips with everybody? Are you touching nose tips as you get very close to them? Well, yeah. Well, you got to... You want to see the sweat in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, sweat in their eyes. How yeah. nervous are you making these people? <laughs> Is it their sweat or your sweat? I don't like to think of it, of it as them being nervous. More of them concentrating so hard on what I'm saying <laughs> that they are just I'm putting so much effort. <laughs> they are just straining to keep up. God, please tell me more. Please tell me more about your flight swatters. Sweating like a police informant before central air conditioning. Oh, <laughs> they leave dehydrated with hemorrhoids. <laughs> with all the effort they put into that conversation. And I'm just keeping my eyes locked in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going through. Uh, yeah, this red one, it, uh, I've killed about 13 flies, 16 mosquitoes, and I actually got a beetle one. Oh, man. It was, oh, What's their normal reaction joyous. when you tell them you, when you drop the information that you got a beetle i noticed that they start sweating just even more and it's just <laughs> are these boring. people beetles hmm? <laughs> are you sitting around a tiny little table with dead beetles <laughs> that you have claimed as your family you murdered them and then you went around <laughs> telling them about how you murdered them <laughs> you have a you have a little bug collection that you <laughs> where's your family <laughs> it's it's the holiday of being thankful sure. and what's that doesn't describe anything I, what makes them more thankful than singing around with a bunch of family that sure loose yeah. loose yeah. definition family is what you make it you know yeah sure and family is the friends and the beatles you made along the way you have a lot of dumb sayings for family <laughs> <laughs> for somebody that has killed beatles <laughs> and then put them around a tiny table and is doing family Thanksgiving with those dead beetles. Listen, I've had way too many beetles in my house. <laughs> and I want these beetles to know. When I go one by one, I want them to know. And go back to their family. I want them to haunt their family. Mm. They're ghosts of them. To tell their beetle family. Say, hey, this guy's a psycho. <laughs> wow. this, guy, this guy murdered us. So there was a man in history. He was, he was um, Ivan the Impaler. And what he would do was, as he conquered people, he would then impale their bodies, heads, on pikes out in front of his castle, out in front of their castle. Wasn't it Vlad the Impaler? It was Vlad the Impaler. Um, <laughs> but his lesser-known brother, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan. That's just your the, name for him. You, you guys are on yeah. first name basis. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. I'm wondering, is this... Is this what you do to these poor beetle families? Do you impale the dead beetles in front of them to maybe send a message? I'm not above it. Yeah, yeah. The, I just gave him an idea. If the doesn't work, then uh, that's next step, I'm assuming. So now that we've established Evan's Thanksgiving, so you are going around a tiny table and looking as close as you can at these little bugs that's and just family. telling them in a th- now a threatening manner. How you killed them and their family? It's all about context. In my context, it's a lot more friendly. (laughs) Um, But when you give it all the details, sure, it makes me sound like a bad guy. Yeah, it makes you sound like a bad guy. Um, That's why I like to leave out details. 
Uh, yeah. That's why I like to lie. Because <laughs> I don't like to be shed in this kind of light, you know? Yeah. If you could just describe your favorite fly swatter to us. Ah, yeah. Oof. Now you got my pants getting tight. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, all right, it's a retractable, foldable. Uh, compact. compact. Easy to travel. Yeah, travel size, for sure. Everyday carry, I like yeah. it. I imagine it's like a butterfly knife. Can you do tricks with it? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. It wouldn't be my favorite if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's black and yellow. Uh, kind of looks like bumblebee. You love a good irony. Yeah, love irony, and I love to be reminded of why I do it. Yeah. You know? It's always just about the reminder. But you haven't explained you why you do it. <laughs> and in fact, you, you glossed over it completely. Well, yeah. he loves to be reminded, but it sounds like he doesn't want us to know. Okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> con- continue. Continue on this on this beautiful device. Uh, it's sleek, futuristic. Um, it can tell you. It can sense when there's a bug around. <laughs> and just kind of start beeping at you. Say, hey, look to your right. Oh, it tells you exactly where. Yeah, it whispers in my ear and it says, hey, <laughs> you got a little mosquito on your right. <laughs> you should uh, put a nice little force behind this one. And <laughs> <laughs> I get the blood splatter. Oh. <laughs> Evan, I would love for you to swing me into that thing. Oh, just oh. get me all inside <laughs> oh, it. it, it <sighs> it's sentient. It. <laughs> It's aware it of its does. existence. It's, it loves what it does. And yeah. <laughs> well, if you, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your hey, life. That's right. Golly, that's right. You're full of wisdom. <laughs> so yeah. I enjoy summing up things. So Evan's Thanksgiving consists of killing, massacring beetles, insects, putting them around a thanks, little tiny Thanksgiving table, threatening them mm-hmm. with death and how they died, mm-hmm. and then going back and talking to an inanimate object by himself. I That sums it up? Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, you left out <laughs> some details, but sure. Oh, I think I summed it up perfectly. I no, think it's a, really the footnotes there. Really make me look or, like a, a bad guy, but... I don't think you were ever saying... <laughs> I don't think you were ever... In our reality. You know what's weird, though, is Evan described himself as us painting him as a bad guy. None of this is really bad. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morally, I, I don't think you would get in trouble if you if everybody people, knew this. People kill bugs every yeah. day. It's the the lengths that you go to. <laughs> it's, a, it's how personal you take it. <laughs> Even the pest control guys would be like, dude, tone it down. Yeah. Don't- <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Okay. Well, uh... <laughs> Let's move on. Alan, the family man that you are, mm-hmm. the the patriarch, yeah. some call you, I think, probably. They do. They do. <laughs> no kids. People just call me the patriarch yeah. because they respect me. <laughs> yeah. What did you do to make Thanksgiving family dinner memorable? So I think one of the best things about Thanksgiving dinner is the food. Yep. And you know what's not memorable? A turkey. So common. You're not sticking out. It's all the holidays are just going to run together. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing you can do to make that make that stick out. So what I like to do. You sound, you have turkey for every holiday? <laughs> yeah, every holiday. <laughs> Memorial Day? <laughs> <laughs> so what I do is I come up with a different animal yeah. instead of a turkey. Um, what my family likes to do is a good old-fashioned armadillo boil. <laughs> Oh no, we we boil that bad boy. So you just kind of take it dead, of course, um, and you kind of curl it up in a ball. You sort of open it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just kind of fill that thing with butter and oranges and. <laughs> Wait, do you gut it? Nope. Oh, 
Nope. Now, as the armadillo connoisseur, uh-huh. is there a term for gutted and not gutted? When you don't gut it, they just call it bone in. <laughs> okay, that's a classic term. Just, just the bone in, just, even though it's classic. not. Even though it's not about bones, it's about well, the liver. There's still a lot of bones in there. Okay, <laughs> don't don't misunderstand me now. <laughs> so you just fill that, that round body with just oranges, just some fruit, oh, some butter. <laughs> I didn't know fruit would go with armadillo. You know, you wouldn't think so, and a lot of people, a lot of people question it. But what I tell them is, I'm like, eat a dinner at my table. Come sit by my hearth and eat my boiled armadillo <laughs> with fruit in it. With fruit in it. You know, well, you want to be, you want to be healthy. It sounds like you're just eating fruit out of an armadillo bowl. You could be. <laughs> yeah. We also have cranberry sauce too. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that makes a difference. Sauce okay. It, yeah. Just yeah. take a can of cranberry sauce and just throw the whole thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> with the can mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so i imagine i sit around your table and you put an armadillo upside down on a mm-hmm. plate yeah. it's looking nasty and white because <laughs> it's just been boiled <laughs> <laughs> just pale it's just pale <laughs> no hair and i imagine it's kind of like a little surprise about what you're about to get in mm-hmm. this yeah, armadillo yeah. is it gonna be fruit is it gonna be a can of cranberry <laughs> sauce <laughs> Bone-in armadillo, (laughs) bone-in cranberry. (laughs) Is it going to be the new pair of sneakers that you wanted? (laughs) But you set that thing on the table, and you kind of, at this point, it's all rolled up into a ball. Okay, yeah. So you get out the family chisel and the family hammer, and you just kind of crack that thing open. How long are you boiling these? (laughs) This is... (laughs) All moisture has left its body. (laughs) (laughs) They're hard. Enough for a chisel mm-hmm. after boiling them. Yeah. This is like a week-long boil. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We start the Thursday before Thanksgiving, <laughs> and we just crack that thing open like a crab leg. <laughs> and they go to on like Friday. They go to check it. Like, that boy's not nah. set yet. Mm, yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's not aged. Properly. It's like you know how men stand around a grill. Well, yeah. the men come and they stand yeah. around the armadillo boil and they say, "No, no, he ain't there yet. He ain't there yet." <laughs> That's I all s- they do. I still see hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a series of men picking out dead armadillos out of a pot and yeah. just saying, ah, not done. Not, not yet. <laughs> it's not done until it's the density of a piece of coal. <laughs> um, now, this leads me to the question of holidays. Do you give presents this way in your house instead of, uh, you know, just a normal... Christmas gift under the tree is it just a armadillo? Yeah, it's like on on Thanksgiving, everybody knows that's the beginning of armadillo season, <laughs> which it's is like arms. which is like the holiday season. For, Y'all for decorate y'all's people. house very differently uh-huh, than everybody uh-huh. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you can picture it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense because you're wearing an armadillo hat right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's just the yeah. armadillo plating right over your head. Mm-hmm. You look like a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> But not a very scary one. Yeah. No, no, one that's it, it's clearly defensive. You're not you're not threatening anybody. It looks at all. like you just ran over one in the road. Mm-hmm. Well, who's who's to who's to say that didn't happen? And just but to yeah. bring it back, did we ever say what a gutted armadillo was? Hey, bone in, bone out, right? Oh, yeah, was it bone yeah. out. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if I was you're, gonna suggest. Yeah, definitely uh, going forward for you, uh, a disarmadillo. A disarmadillo. Oh. You disarmed it. Yeah, I gotta say, I love I like it. that. I love it. You have you have to bring it to your family, which is I I'm sure a bunch of academics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not just a bunch of people that have never seen a closed-toed shoe, <laughs> and 
anything but overalls. Does my house look like a soup kitchen on <laughs> Thanksgiving? Yes. Is it because my family is entirely homeless? Yeah, it, irrelevant. Like, I just imagine it's just like 1930s Appalachian mm-hmm. people just in a shack. Can't understand a word we're yeah. saying. <laughs> Just dig it into some armadillo. Every now and then somebody says coal, and then they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you, once you get all the plates set of armadillos, do you then ring a bell in the background? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody just like aggressively starts digging in. You take, a, you take an old armadillo tail and you just, just ring it around <laughs> in the bell. It takes your family like an hour to eat because it's just yeah. all gums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's no teeth. There's no teeth. <laughs> but by the time we crack open those armadillos, like they they can pretty well gum the oranges and <laughs> that that are in there. It's no problem. <laughs> Not a lot of visitors to your Thanksgiving meals, is there? Weirdly, no. And I can't I can't ever figure can't out why. Pinpoint it. There's no correlation. I don't think to the armadillos and no guests. I don't think so. Yeah, it's probably. Not. I haven't heard anything weird yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, look at look at you. You get support. You get support from a guy that kills beetles and then threatens them at his Thanksgiving dinner. You know day. how do you treat the armadillos after they're dead? <laughs> <laughs> Just a friendly question. Well, they're they're eaten, um, but when we crack them open, they're cracked open with reverence. Mm. Okay. Lots of prayer, more respect. <laughs> it goes it goes from like Appalachian hillbilly to like really reverent like pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> y'all wear buckled shoes. Mm-hmm. Pray a lot. <laughs> there's a, there's an outfit change <laughs> at some point during the dinner. Uh, so yeah, we we're just we're just incredibly thankful. And um, you know, some some pilgrims they had corn on the first mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I I, I feel bad for. Were them, they were that quick enough to catch an armadillo? You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, their Indians probably didn't supply them with armadillos, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm trying <laughs> my hardest to relate to you right now. <laughs> I'm straining. Like what Evan thinks people strain <laughs> when he talks to him. Well, Just let me, sweat. Let me put you in, in my situation. Yeah, God, I can't I cannot imagine more of a hell. Have you ever driven or ran barefoot down a road? <laughs> um no. No, I, 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 I haven't. I have shoes. You've never driven down a road though? Not barefoot. Okay. I have well, driven down a road, okay. yes. It, it it might translate. Okay. Um you ever looked at some just carcass on the side of the road and thought, dead gum, man, still a little bit of meat left on that thing. <laughs> what did what did the no shoes have to do with anything with this? The buzzers well, haven't got it all yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's still some meat left on them bones. Um just let's for hypothetical purposes say yes. I, I did think about that. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't, I guess, expect you to say uh, yes. <laughs> um, oh, well, okay. Well, then I, you know, no. There's there's still no way to know where I was going with that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway. It was uh, just, that, that was just a question. Okay. Well, there's no direction. Have you ever done it? Okay, no, good. Okay. It's like taking a survey, man. <laughs> You're take a poll of the room. <laughs> Oh, man. I'd ask Evan, but after his hypothetical, I know his answer. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a hard yes. <laughs> now that y'all have told everyone what y'all do at Thanksgiving, here's here's what I do at Thanksgiving. And I think I kind of hit on it earlier. A lot of the times we take what we have for granted. You know, uh, we take the amount of things 
that we have for granted, and we take the amount of food that we have for granted. So I, I, I don't like doing that with my family. I want my family to feel and to have perspective on what they have. So what I do with my family is I have them raise a turkey from just a chick, and we immediately give it names. We get attached to it. We It's in all our family pictures, and then Thanksgiving comes around. The turkey has matured. Oh, it's matured. <laughs> Oh, wow. Lord, has it matured. <laughs> it's looking good in those jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only a year old. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Well, you, when you frame it like that, we should, when you frame it like that, we should move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but eventually Thanksgiving rolls around. We're all sitting at a, uh, at a table, a big, long table, big family. We all come in with our turkeys that we've named. Oh, everybody has their individual turkey. Everybody has their individual oh, okay. turkey okay. that they've raised. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of turkeys. And um, we have a ceremonial chopping block at the head of the table. Yeah. And um, we all put on <laughs> like a one of those masks from an executioner <laughs> in the Middle Ages. And we <laughs> slowly and surely, each family member goes up and just with a big axe, way too big for the... <laughs> The duty of chopping the head (laughs) off the turkey. Way too big. Just slowly and uh, decapitate the turkeys that we've raised for years. So, like with with chickens, you just wring their neck. Yeah, yeah. Do do you put the live turkey down there on the block and you're holding them down? Yeah, we put the live turkey down there on the block, you know. um, Seems like there's room for error there. With a big axe. axe. (laughs) Wiggly turkey. Yeah. (laughs) Mature turkey. Mature. His <laughs> feathers are ruffled. <laughs> <laughs> like, very wiggly, though. Yeah, it takes. It takes. It's, it's very embarrassing when Grandma gets up there. Her frail little hands can't wind. lift that fifty-pound axe, and she just cannot hit the turkey. We start feeling bad for the turkey. <laughs> but Grandma's got to do it on her own. The though. Grandma, I mean, yeah, she wants to eat. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, that's it. That's the harshness of uh, of our home. That if you would like to eat, you have to <laughs> wield the fifty-pound axe. Yeah. I do want to say, when you were describing it, it did sound like there was going to be a sort of coin toss to mm-hmm. see who gets their head chopped. Ooh. I like. I actually like that. Should I implement that next year? I Seems like a good tradition. That we, it, that we actually. kind of like a Hunger Games yeah. made kind of situation yeah. where everybody sits around the turkey that they have raised, yeah. and it's just like a drawing mm-hmm. out of a hat, a pilgrim hat. <laughs> <laughs> and you flip a coin to see if your family or the turkey goes. Oh. <laughs> oh. I didn't realize That's the family was, was involved. Saying, yeah. Okay. So grandma's up on the docket. Yeah. We're flipping a coin whether her head rolls or the turkeys. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, maybe I can get behind that. <laughs> maybe I can. <laughs> you know. Let me give you a little bit more detail on it. Think about a turkey. Uh-huh. Okay. Doing it. That's been in your family. A mature turkey. For, hold on. For... <laughs> Maybe two years. It's, Ooh, it's an okay turkey. Mature. It's good. It's not fully mature. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been in your family for two years. Yeah, it's yeah, time yeah. for it to go to the chopping block. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, that could have been a well-endowed, well-developed yeah. turkey. Mature, yeah. Mature turkey. The gobbler on that. But it's its time. <laughs> you know, it's its time, so it's got to go. But wait, there's a coin flip. Oof, could be saved. The turkey lives. Oh. Give it another two years. Yeah. That's I'm slowly losing sure family turkey. members <laughs> for this, Think for the it. off chance. 
Did I get a mature turkey? Think about it. So let think me think about it. I'm just killing <laughs> off my family it. slowly in an effort just to have turkeys. Think about a five year old. Oh man, apple turkey. bottom jeans. <laughs> At least a ten inch beard on that one. <laughs> it's got the boots with the fur. Yeah, gobble gobble. <laughs> I'm just saying, think about it. I, I, hey, I'm, I'm just, just having trouble think not it. thinking about it right now. <laughs> There's nothing that I love thinking about more than a mature turkey and having no family members. <laughs> just a bunch of beheaded family members. <laughs> you definitely refer to that as bone in, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, where's the bone? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Back up. Uh, Alan. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> 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 Why are we ill? What do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Alan. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're not invited to, to my Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So how does the how does the fall of the family go? Like, is it somebody and their turkey are flipping the coin, and then whichever one wins the coin toss, the other one dies? Yeah, yeah, it's like a head to head thing. Yeah. Um, how would the turkey kill you? <laughs> See, that's where it gets more fun though, because you could live past it if the turkey couldn't kill you. Oh, okay, we're adding a lot of variables to this. So the turkey hat, you like? There's like a, a ring, a fighting ring that you and the turkey have to go into. Whoever wins has to chop the head off of the person that loses the coin Yeah, toss. right, right, right. But if you can't man the 50-pound axe, you can't die. Oh, well, now this ma- now my family member's living. Turkeys are not going to... It's, it's mature. Uh, as mature five, six, as those turkeys old, are. I'm just like a nice, mature turkey. <laughs> They're not wielding an axe. They could do it. As you get a real mature... <laughs> you get a nice, elderly... Oh, <laughs> I listen. I I I'm gonna pump the brakes. I'm gonna say it's a head to head family v turkey. If you lose, family's dead. We get to chop off the hand of Graham mm-hmm. Graham. We keep the turkey. Who has to chop it? Who has? To we, chop I will. Right? I will. Okay. You know, as long as you're willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I do with my Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bring up the fact that each of our Thanksgiving dinners involved a lot of death. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything to say about. I that. I don't think there's anything to say about. It. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after that just complete sanity that everybody heard, the NPR sister station actually has a news story for us. So let's let's learn a thing or two. Welcome back to QDNPR. I am Zakesius. I am joined here, as always, with Evanescence and Alejandro. Evanescence, what is today's news about? A man tries to scare off birds, but accidentally creates a magpie god. As if the world did not have enough religions. <laughs> yeah, false idols. <laughs> Somehow, some man has created a god for birds. <laughs> Anandro, as our boots-on-the-ground journalist, what is happening in the south of Ireland at the moment? Thank you, Zacchaeus. I am here in this local Irishman's field, and what I'm seeing is nothing short of astonishing. There are just flocks of magpies circling this poorly made owl statue. (laughs) They have begun landing and offering tribute to it in the form of walnuts. The magpies seem to be unaware that this owl is fake, 
and they're treating it like some sort of nocturnal deity. Now, Alejandro, as a journalist, I must ask, are you dressed in the loincloth and blood-spattered face to enter into this cult unnoticed, or have you joined the magpie god cult? I am strictly an outside observer, but I will say that there are many, many local citizens who have donned the loincloth. <laughs> and there's an extra addition. They are now adding beaks to their face. For those that can't see, Alejandro was literally putting on his beak as he started this. I am putting on my beak. It covers my nose. <laughs> <laughs> now, Evanescence, what are the local townspeople saying as... It is a bunch of birds crowded around an old owl statue in one single man <laughs> in a loincloth. As Alejandro hinted at earlier, this owl statue doesn't look great. Um, <laughs> even the man who made it himself has said it shares similarities with a dead cat. Um, <laughs> the locals don't know what to think, really, because what are they supposed to do without their magpies? And now they're all congregated in one area, and they said so much bird poop. Just so much bird poop. Everywhere. And some human poop. Some just well, one person they, amount of human poop. Yeah, they have said there's one reporter that just <laughs> keeps dropping trout. Uh, just big old stinkers. <laughs> just big old, big old stinkers. Right. Right in the middle of this poor man's field. Just the ones that have been cooking for quite some time. Oh, Alejandro's still patched in. <laughs> Alejandro, do you care to explain yourself why it seems that you have completely joined this bird cult and are now <laughs> just dropping big old stinkers? While out here speaking with the man, he told me that the poorly made owl told him that I couldn't outpoop these birds <laughs> to the man and the owl that looks like an old boot. I said, challenge accepted. I always forget how competitive Alejandro yeah. is. Alejandro, since you're so involved in this cult, what are some of the beliefs that the cult has? As of the time of recording, we are unaware of the beliefs, as they are <laughs> magpies. And they do not have the ability to tell us what they believe. However, one can draw many conclusions. Maybe they believe this owl is going to lead them to freedom outside of Ireland. <laughs> they have said it has been said about them. The queen is dead. <laughs> It's our time. I, are you coming up with these beliefs as you go? <laughs> it's unlikely. Are you the cult leader? <laughs> now, we have a soundbite of an Irishman that lives close to the cult's campgrounds. Let's go ahead and play that for everybody. Hello there, and thank you for having me. It's <laughs> <laughs> Scottish. Scottish. This is my first time seeing a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this technology existed. <laughs> You're probably wondering why I'm why I sound Scottish. <laughs> That's because I'm here on holiday. I'm an old magpie trainer. I'm at the ripe old age of 86 years old, and my first love is magpies. <laughs> wow! Great, Illum <laughs> illuminating. That was illuminating. <laughs> Apparently, QDNPR couldn't get a real source, so we just so we just found a Scottish man with a magpie fetish. Well, some groups. 
some groups have come out for and against this magpie cult. Groups like Don't Drop Birds or Turds has come out against this magpie group, stating that we don't like cults in the area, nor the amount of fecal matter that is in the area. Another one that recently came on board was Blackbirds Matter. (laughs) (laughs) I think that one explains itself. (laughs) The group Mag Die has also come out and has taken a more violent twist to their beliefs and has started killing off magpies and possibly a single man in a loincloth. In Ireland. There's also been another group of elderly women. They call themselves the Old Mags. <laughs> they have been using these magpies as uh, carrier birds to, in order to communicate with other lonely old women. <laughs> okay. A uh, militaristic group has actually popped up against the magpies recently. Um, Blackbird Down <laughs> <laughs> is threatening violence against the magpies. Alejandro, as the cult leader, apparently. (laughs) What are you doing about all these violent groups that have come out? How are you defending yourself? Because let me tell you, you're not wearing any armor. (laughs) I am an alleged cult leader. (laughs) Nothing has been proven, but should they attempt to harm my magpies, I will reach out to them telepathically and ask them to fight back. No, this has not been done yet. It would be the first try, but I have a lot of confidence that it will go well. Okay. Well, for this episode of QDNPR, my name is Zacchaeus for Evanescence and the Patriarch of <laughs> the Cult Magpie, Anandro. Thank call you. Me, call me Daddy Pie. And come again. <laughs> There you go. Um, the always level-headed QD NPR giving us the news from around the world. They are not pedophiles. They are not pedophiles. Even they are not incapable of being pedophiles. <laughs> 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 Sounds like a warning. <laughs> but it makes it sound like we're defending ourselves. Like even they are, even they are incapable of it. Like they, they do it. Anybody, 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 do it. It's a hobby. Um, even they aren't incapable of shenanigans and mm. you're really falling into the silly. <laughs> um, but thank you, Cutie NPR, for giving us the news about the world so we stay informed. Because, you know, as we say here, information is power. Yeah. But in saying that, the three wisest people on this planet have mics in front of them and a recording of them. So people have written in for advice. So let's bestow some advice on some folk. How can I help? I need help. All right. Our first piece of advice here came from a listener named Tyler. Tyler says, I live in a suburban neighborhood. Every morning around 3 a.m., the same guy is walking around, very obviously peering and standing outside houses with the blinds open. I caught him twice standing near the edge of my yard, thinking I couldn't see him trying to see inside my daughter's bedroom window. This tells me it's possible he's already watched her at some point given it's odd he always looks in that direction i called the police and made a report but they couldn't prove he was up to anything so nothing was done how can i get this deviant to stop or get arrested well tyler 
seems like a serious situation. You seem kind of like a hypocrite, right? Because, sure, there might be a peeping Tom, but there's also a peeping Tyler peeping on the peeping Tom. Uh, okay. So the golden rule, Tyler, right out of the gate, do unto others <laughs> as you would have them do unto you. So if you want peeping Tom, which a fun name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If Sounds you want fun. peeping Tom to stop peeping, stop peeping on peeping Tom, peeping Tyler. <laughs> Peeping Tom sounds like he walks on his tiptoes. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of slinks everywhere yeah. he goes. Peeping Tom sounds like he's happy to be alive. Yeah. You know? I'm on the side of Peeping Tom. <laughs> I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to be on Tyler's side on this. Okay, okay. Um, but that is that is good to hear, Zach, that you think that there's a side for Tom there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think what you got to do, and this may take some time and some planning, but I think you need to set up a series of mirrors. <laughs> From your daughter's bedroom window to a police station. So whenever the Tom comes walking by, if the cops see him peering in, they'll be looking right at his eyes, and (laughs) they'll be looking right back at him, and they can make that arrest. The amount of geometry (laughs) that it would take to, like... (laughs) Hey, when you need evidence, you got to find it somehow. Is this a not-so-subtle pitch for Evan's long-lost company, Blinds? Blinds? (laughs) I mean, shameless plug for Blinds. Um, You do realize... Cameras exist that you can just record, <laughs> and you don't have to bounce mirror after mirror after mirror. It's too easy and, to okay. spot a camera. Okay, okay. you know, it's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom will just look up there and he'll see the camera and he'll just keep walking. Not the series of mirrors a mile if long you, bouncing off each other. If you put a good mirror right there, he won't be able to tell what's a window and what's a mirror. He'll be looking straight at a cop a, from three <laughs> miles down the road. <laughs> he'll be like, "Is there a cop in that room?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seamless. A great advice. (laughs) Alan, what's your advice for Tyler? My advice, Tyler, stop sitting here looking at this guy. You know he's committing a crime. Don't go to the police. You need to be proactive. Board up all the windows and doors in your home. (laughs) I mean, just plywood, broken down pallets, any wood you can find. You just nail it into the walls, board up your windows. And then just in case he can somehow see through a crack in the window, crawl around on your belly. (laughs) <laughs> don't walk through your house there's there's no there's no need for that we don't want to risk peeping tom seeing you <laughs> just crawl around on your belly like a couple of slugs like like you're like you're in the 1960s going through a bomb raid yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like you're hiding from the gestapo <laughs> <laughs> oh and frank style <laughs> yeah do it do it how Anne frank did it and write a book about it yeah <laughs> Document your experience. Instead of a diary, do a video documentary about your problem. Yeah. That's pretty good. There you go, Tyler. Three options here. One of them you have to do. Remember, legally binding, you have to do one of these. Bonus points if you do all three. You can either set up a series of mirrors (laughs) right into a police station where the police can see what's going on in the bedroom. Or you could just stop it. Just stop peeping on the peeping Tom, peeping Tyler. Easy enough. Or you could board up all your windows and end Frank style it around your house and just stay out of view completely. But um, you could do all of them or, no, or at least one of them per the law. Our next advice comes from Stephanie. It's titled, Help. I recently got into a relationship about a week ago. Everything was going great up until today. Out of nowhere, my boyfriend blocked me and won't answer any messages on any social media explaining what I did wrong. Before all this, he was being really sweet, calling me pretty, telling me how much he misses me, and stuff along those lines. About four hours later after all this, I was blocked. I don't know what to do, and I genuinely really 
liked him. So, guys, Stephanie gets blocked by a boyfriend from a week ago, a week-long boyfriend. What what should mm. we what should we do? I got a little piece of advice for you. First, don't blame yourself for this. You, you didn't do anything wrong, I'm, I'm sure. Secondly, basically, I want to ask you, Stephanie, was he traveling in Paris um, with maybe another friend uh, just in a, a hotel room? And I don't know, maybe if he was, there's a possibility there he was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may need to hire someone with a certain set of skills yeah. mm-hmm. to yeah, track him down yeah. and find them. And I don't want to say kill, but yeah. Killed him. So Evan's advice to you, Stephanie, would take a fictional movie starring Liam Neeson <laughs> and find the boyfriend. It was a great documentary. <laughs> Make sure it's a guy that puts out at least like three <laughs> mid-tier action movies a year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the paycheck guy. Yeah. Oh, and there you go. Advice. Find a hitman based off a movie and uh, find your boyfriend. Alan, advice for Stephanie. Well, Stephanie... Steph, if I can call you that. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious what happened here, and I'm honestly shocked that you didn't realize that. A listener of ours would, would usually pick up on something yeah. like this pretty quick. Uh, your boyfriend was in the witness protection program. Ah. Uh, <laughs> All you the classic ju- traits. Were yeah. <laughs> you just happened to catch him on his last week of his old identity. He was whisked away by some government agency and he's now working at a Baskin Robbins somewhere in Toledo. <laughs> You're not going to know him by the name that he gave you when you guys dated, but just aimlessly search around that town for him. Toledo specifically. Go to you Toledo. sound like you know it <laughs> exactly who your boyfriend is. I'm I'm his handler. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm telling you is go to Toledo if you know what's good for you. <laughs> just, um, just walk around? Yeah. Go to the Baskin Robbins. If you see some unsavory characters around there, cause a scene and get them away from him because they're <laughs> looking for him. You need to do your best to make sure that your week-long boyfriend stays alive under a new identity. There you go. <laughs> go to Toledo. Go to Toledo. Baskin Robbins, Toledo. I, there's probably multiple of them. Just, you know, it's a numbers game. Look, yeah. you're the one that wants the answers. You figure <laughs> out which one he works at. I always forget Alan's tapped into government agencies. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I forgot that he's in the. He's a handler there. for the witness protection program. That's right. That's right. But also not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling people where. He yeah, is. open mic. It's <laughs> strictly part time. <laughs> um, Stephanie, my advice to you would be find a a, a well known man called Peepin' Tom. <laughs> I know what Peepin' Tom does. He goes around to people's houses, looks in, looks in these houses, and. Uh, you know, it's a numbers game that with Peep and Tom too. Eventually, after he's looking at enough houses, he'll find your boyfriend. Um, I, I, I'm sure I know a guy that knows Peep and Tom, so <laughs> maybe I can get you connected. But there you go, Stephanie. Three pieces of advice wow. from the three wisest men. And remember, legally, have to do one of them. One, one advice was uh, hire <laughs> Liam Neeson. I think close to him. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, have Someone him who gets him. You know? Right, right, and have him beat up a bunch of guys in Paris. <laughs> Probably not where your boyfriend's from. And Evan, if you can't find Liam Neeson, would like an Eric Roberts esque person do the job? Yeah, I'll go B tier. Okay, um, okay. Well, really, I mean, he, that's Eric pretty, Roberts that's maybe pretty B generous minus. on B tier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go B minus. I'll even take a C plus. C's getting a little low, but. <laughs> Kind of do what you have to do around there. For sure. You, <laughs> use your best judgment, I guess is what we'll say. Um, and also, the Alan's advice was uh, more of a hint. 
Uh, go to Toledo. So just go into some Baskin yeah. Robbins. He's probably in there. Um, and my advice was use the people that you know or that we know and hire Peep and Tom. <laughs> and have him just look in people's houses. Eventually, he'll find your boyfriend. All right. This last one is from James. James says, hosting for the first time, any advice? Hi, all. I'm I'm very excited to be hosting my first Thanksgiving as I love to entertain, and now that I have a house, I finally have barely enough space to do it. It'll be my immediate family, nine adults, plus my aunt's family, as for the past, like, ten years, she has hosted it. They are eight adults, so 17 adults plus ten kids. 27 humans total. Jesus. Doing math here for me. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm reading numbers. Um <laughs> It's a lot, but we are Italian, so this is tame because add in another ant, and it's usually more like 40 people. <laughs> anyway, how would y'all handle hosting this many people? God, listen, uh, James, yeah. gee, dude, we just, just you could have added the numbers up for us. Just say you 40, 27. Well, you didn't have to give us the family tree. <laughs> My man gave me a math formula. <laughs> it's like a calculus problem. Anybody else feel like he's there? Yeah. <laughs> So what? Twenty-seven people. How do you? How, Twenty-seven guys, could be forty. Could be forty <laughs> if there was another aunt involved. Gosh. I don't know. Think of the personality on that lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Italians too. Yeah, that's a loud Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but anyway, what advice would you give to James For to host twenty-seven people? The range of twenty-seven to forty <laughs> people, um, it, depending on the aunts there. Yeah. yeah. James, first of all. Just reading the numbers made me tired. <laughs> so you need to start culling off some family yeah. members. Yeah, too, too many, too yeah. many. Yeah, just get rid of a couple of them. Absolutely. It'll be a little bit more quiet. Mm-hmm. The Italians are all gobbagooling and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> so get rid of some family would members. You, would you maybe tell them to just put them in a van and just dump them off on a lone highway in the desert? Yeah, you could do that. You could send them to Seattle. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> they got a lot of homeless people there. I'm sure they could take care of you. The homeless community could take care of you. The city's not going to. Because they might ship you off to Montana. That might be a good trip for them. Yeah, send them to Seattle. They, they might get a good trip in over Thanksgiving. Use their Thanksgiving They're going to do a trip advisor. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, get rid of some family members. That's true. That, Keep that, things that's simple. A, that's a good point. Get rid of family members. There's too many. If one aunt equals another 20 people, just get rid of the aunt. <laughs> Yeah. Cut the head off the snake, you know? Your family members mate like rabbits. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. If one person means 13 more people. All right, Alan. James, it seems like the problem child here is this mysterious aunt who could be one or 20 people. <laughs> I would say you shouldn't all have to deal with her at the same time. Set your house up like some sort of board game maze and just have people have her walk through it and talk to one individually as they walk through the house. Yeah. That way not everybody has to deal with her at the same time. We don't need this one long table situation where mm-hmm. she becomes the star of the show. Yeah. James, you're hosting, you're the star. This is all about you and don't let some annoying <laughs> don't let some annoying aunt steal your thunder. Create a maze in your home. <laughs> Let her travel around board game style and complete obstacles <laughs> with your other family members. Wow. Uh, James, my advice would be to not host at all. Get rid of them. But since you've already committed to the hosting, have your Thanksgiving in the back of an 18-wheeler trailer. You get up in the front of that 18-wheeler, haul down the highway 90 miles per hour, let open that trailer door, and just let him slide out. <laughs> Get rid of them completely. You don't want to host Thanksgiving. 
But you fulfilled your commitment. So I guess, you know, you're still a good guy. But, you know, there's three uh, advice for you, uh, James. Um, you have to do one of them legally. Either call off your family member. You got too many. I agree with that 100%. Create a board game type maze for that aunt that is also 20 other people. And make her go through various tasks and uh, obstacles so she is taken care of. Keep her busy. I keep her busy. That's right. And then finally, uh, put have Thanksgiving dinner in a 18-wheeler tra- uh, trailer and dump them off on the highway. <laughs> but there you go. The three wisest. Three wisest people just handing out advice for free. Well, it's, can you get this? But the wisdom isn't over, boys, because we have the traditional one-liner wisdom for the Saturday workers. What do y'all got? I'd say this is a level up from the advice we just gave. You know, Yeah, this is general. We gave standard, you have to do it wisdom. But I think one-liner wisdom is more like... Philosophical. Just, yeah. It's kind of like our final say. Yeah. You know, they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. Well, I say, my dude, it's 2023. Why are you still riding a horse around? <laughs> <laughs> Upgrades. Upgrades. Now, you can saw a good movie. But you, you can saw a good movie? You can saw a good movie. We're going to ignore I the fact that's the not last... correct English. <laughs> nah, the other day I saw a good movie. Oh, okay, okay. But you can't movie a good saw. Neither of those are true. <laughs> can you tell me how one would even movie a saw? <laughs> exactly. I know we're not supposed to ask these follow-up <laughs> questions. That's what I'm saying. You can't movie a I saw. Think, listen, I think it's sometimes... Things are so deep that we can't wrap mm-hmm. our head around. We're not. It's not for you to. We're understand. not mature enough. <laughs> People will be talking about movie and a saw, decades to come. They're gonna be. They're gonna be talking about famous philosophers. We don't. Yeah. We, you know. We we're sure that there are some, but we don't know them. <laughs> but they'll be mentioning movieing a saw right along yeah. with them. Don't movie a saw. Don't yeah. saw a movie. You can't movie a saw and. Guys, this isn't necessarily for advice for you two. Okay. There's somebody out there that they're going to hear this and they're going to be like, their life is going to change. Yeah. That's that's what I needed to hear today. That's that's special. That's mm-hmm. special that you just have that's that for somebody. That's what I do for my Saturday workers. There you go. That what yeah. do y'all see? Where else do you get this kind of stuff? Um, just the but, attention to detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you have a hypothetical you want us to answer, advice you need from us or. You want a subject where we can give you fun facts. Email us in questionabledetourpodcast at gmail.com. All right, y'all want to be done? <laughs> Let's be done. Yeah. Saw, saw you a movie? That doesn't make any sense, Evan. Why would you? We the were recording. thing I've we ever heard. We were recording while that was happening. I, I Listen, when we come you, into this studio. I know right? we're just here. Person, well, you're, you do not come in here and have a certain level of professionalism. People expect us don't know to, to have a standard name. of intelligence. And you threw and it out the window. You cannot. If we can define somebody else. Where do you get off? Expect the detour. 